Welcome back to the Red Dice Diaries. My name is John, and today I'm going to be talking about some of the slightly more manual methods I've been using in my Smoke and Snow campaign to put across information for the players. But first of all, cue the music. Okay, so I did an episode a while ago where I was talking about how I had a few problems with the VTT I was using then and the sort of speed and lag and stuff like that. Generally when changing maps or when using something a little bit more sort of processor intensive or that really chewed up my bandwidth. So we decided after a while of struggling on with it to switch to using Owlbear Rodeo as our VTT, which is a very simple VTT. It's hosted online, it's all in the browser, so you just move stuff around, and that seems to be like pretty quick for us. However, since I was using the previous VTT Foundry to store the character sheets, etc., obviously Owlbear Rodeo doesn't really have that facility, so I had to think of it something different to do. Now, we could have all just kept them separately on PDFs or something like that, but my mind flashed back to a way that a friend of mine, Lloyd Jan, used to have characters represented on a Google spreadsheet for when he was doing one-shots. And he'd have a single sheet set out with like all the character sheets on them so that we could all just go in and access the same sheet and do what we needed to do from in there. So I had a bit of a hunt around, and eventually I discovered someone whose name I forget, and I'm really sorry about that. I think it was on the the necrotic gnome discord who'd basically put up a template of a google sheets OSE carrot sheet and i've sort of adapted that a little bit and tweaked it for my own use you can see that there on the screen if you're watching the youtube version but if you're listening to the podcast version essentially it's just a spreadsheet with a number of boxes and cells on it which contain all the information you would expect to see on an OSE character sheet the class alignment level how much xp you've got your attributes saving throws hit points ac stuff like that then there's a section for abilities, so you know, like uh, how, what armor you can use, what weapon you can use, uh, if what languages you speak, sort of foraging and hunting, stuff like that. And then below that is an equipment section, which when it first, when I first sort of started using this, had just quantity and description on it. I've since added an additional field to that, which I'll talk about a little bit later. And then below that, we have a section with the various different denominations of coins on that you can note down how much wealth you've got. And just a generic notes section below that. And this seemed just like what we were looking for. So I used that, added a few things on, like little sort of token pictures of the characters at the top. Because I already had those from when we've been using them in the previous VTT. And then added a few other like little bits and pieces on. But nothing major and it was all fairly easy to accomplish. I've recently started expanding this a little bit. There was, I made a copy of the sheet for retainers. They previously had one retainer who has recently died, so it's been like blanked off here. But they've just started taking on like a fair few hirelings and stuff like that. But obviously, I don't need a whole character sheet for hirelings, so I just created this very simple sheet here. Which, if I can remember how to zoom in, let's see if I can do that. There we go. As you can see there, it's very simple. It's got the AC, 
the hit dice, hit points, their attack, their base to hit bonus, because we're using base to hit bonus rather than Thacker, we're using Ascending Armor class, their move, their saves, their morale, alignment, how much XP they're worth. We've got their name here, a description, what equipment they've got, and their cost to employ. And then there's these like, black separator bars between them. They did hire sort of five hirelings or so last session, but all but two of them perished. And the two that are remaining are Gartag, who is an ex-stable boy who scored himself in the Warrior Arts, and he's effectively a fighting man, or he was the, the one-hit dice veteran stats from Old School Essentials. And then they have Kilmar, who is this nervous guy who talks to this rat who he keeps in his pocket, and he's effectively got the stats of a normal human. He's more your sort of torchbearer, sort of look-after-the-horses sort of guy. And I created all of those using the Meech Shields Generator, which is the classic fantasy hiling and henchman generator originally designed for Baramaze. And that's really cool. Basically, you it costs uh, five gold pieces per day to like try and hire people. You can pay an additional five gold pieces for a town crier if you want by ticking that. You select the size of the locale, a village or a small town or large town or city. Then you just click recruit hirelings. And it brings up a, a sort of quick list of different hirelings, giving them a name, type, race, hit points, their gender, weapons, armor, alignment, background, possessions and knowledge, notable features, and stuff like that. And you can click recruit more there, or you can page back to the original one. And I just use this. They're under a bit of time pressure in the scenario that we were doing. So I basically said to them, right, this first roll, it takes you a day to do that. If you you can carry on recruiting for as long as you want, but each time you do it, it's gonna take a day. So that sort of time that you've got is ticking away and you're a bit up against it. And I think that's a good way of handling things like this because realistically, there's nothing to stop the players spending like years, just like recruiting like hundreds and hundreds of men. And if you've got all the time in the world, why not? You know, you recruit as many people as you think you need. However, if you know you've only got like, you've only got like a couple of days, and like every day that passes, your enemy is getting further away, or the situation is getting more dire, then you have an interesting choice. At what point do you stop trying to recruit more people and go right? We're just going to have to go with what we've got, and you just sort of like suck it and see, basically. And I like games where they have that element of choice in where there's no real wrong answer. It's more about the the players sort of making a decision based on the information they have at the time. So to go back to the Google Sheet, I'm just going to zoom out a little bit again. So there we go. The last thing I've added, which I've only done recently, is a special items tab, which you can see here. And the reason I added that is because we were trying to fit a lot of information into these equipment sections. And they were getting very cluttered and it was getting difficult to find things. So I thought, well, what's a way of me sort of still keeping information on items that we need, but also not clogging up these main sheets? So what I've basically done is for items that need it, and not all of them do, I've for items that need a bit of extra information or that have some more to them, I've given them an item code. 
and that's just a six digit code starting at like five zeros and a one five zeros and a two five zeros and a three etc etc and i just worked my way through sort of putting them in order of how they appeared on these character sheets any items that don't need additional information like you know, like a dagger which it's already got the damage written down i've just put na in there and then on this special items tab all we've got here is we've got filters so you can search for specific things on there and i've got the item code the item name a little description any special powers if they're known and the value if known so let's say we're playing in a game and obviously during the game all of the the players have access to this they can all use this and make alterations on it so let's say during the game dave h is character quentin he's like oh do you know what i'm gonna have a he's like oh well what, what does the breath of truth uh, do, do again then i've got uh, one of he can just copy that reference number there go to special items Control f paste it in and there you go it takes him straight to it and he can go breath of truth it's a flask containing mixed holy water garlic and silver flakes it makes it difficult for changelings to hold an assumed shape when sprinkled with it and we've got that little bit of information there now obviously i may have more information on those items stored in my gm notes but these are just notes that are player facing and some of them don't have that much on them for instance they found four potions in the last session and all that they know about them is that they're they're potions they took from the mad necromancer's lair they're four different colors fleshy pink pale blue pearlescent and white and for the powers it just says currently unknown but in my gm notes i've got written down what those potions do along with those item codes so that if at some point quentin goes oh i'm going to take a risk i'm going to pull out that pale blue potion that i got from the necromancer's lair and chug it back what is there left to lose then i can quickly go and look at item 15 in my gm notes look at what the effects are and we can play it through quite easily without having to do a lot of flipping backwards and forwards so there we are that's how i've sort of dealt with having player facing information so far uh, for using the slightly more manual method that we're currently employing and basically when we start a session i i open like a zoom window or a video conferencing window once everyone's on board and they're all into the chat i then just post a link to albert rodeo and a link to the google sheet everyone connects to them i make sure everyone's can see everything fine and then we just crack on with the game simple as that now this might not be the best way of presenting this player facing information to players but i was looking for something that i could do fairly simply without me having to set up websites or do anything like ridiculous like that i just wanted something simple that i could add to easily and my players could access easily but i'm interested to hear what you guys do if you're going for a slightly more manual method but obviously i'm still playing online because my players don't all live locally but if you're sort of trying to step away from the vtts and using like all the bells and whistles but you're still playing online i'd love to hear about what methods you're using to present player facing information to your players 
perhaps I might pick up a few tips or you might suggest something that I've not even considered. I'd definitely love to hear how you're doing it in your games. And if you'd like to get in touch and tell me how you do do it, then you can drop us a voicemail message using either SpeakPipe or Anchor. There'll be a link in the description down below. Or you can send us an email to rddrpgpodcast.com at gmail.com so until we see you again thanks very much for listening take care and whatever you're playing have fun see you soon